This episode of Fearless Rebel Radio is brought to you by You On Fire. You On Fire is the amazing 12-week online group coaching program that I run where we build up your worth from the ground up so that it's no longer hinging on the way that you look. It's got personalized coaching from me and incredible community support plus lifetime access. Get details on what's included in this program and sign up to be notified when doors open for the next cycle by going to summerinandin.com forward slash you on fire. I would love to have you in that program and in that group. This is Fearless Rebel Radio, a podcast about body positivity, self-worth, anti-dieting, and feminism. I am your host, Summer Inanin, a professionally trained coach specializing in body image, self-worth, and confidence, and the best-selling author of Body Image Remix. If you're ready to break free of societal standards and stop living behind the number on your scale, then you have come to the right place. Welcome to the show. This is episode 124, and I am running solo talking all about boundaries and how to cope and set boundaries with people in your life who are really into dieting. As well, I'm going to talk about how to peacefully exist amongst diet culture. You can find all the links and resources mentioned in this episode at summerinandin.com forward slash 124 because this is episode 124. Before we begin, I want to give a shout out to Mac Marion, who left this awesome review, Summer Rocks. Sounds like an amazing concert I want to attend. I love this podcast. Summer gets to the heart of how to stop dieting and body positivity. I love her style and her insight. She jumps right into the content. I love that. Thank you so much, Mac Marianne. You can leave a review like that, and that really helps others to find the show and everything that you're learning here and contribute to the revolution to end diet culture. Yeah, you can do that by heading to iTunes, search for Fearless Rebel Radio, then click ratings and reviews and click to leave a review or give it a rating. I would greatly appreciate it. And if you haven't already done so, take two seconds to hit subscribe to this show via iTunes or whatever platform you use. Lastly, don't forget to grab the free 10-day body confidence makeover at summerinandin.com forward slash freebies with 10 steps to take right now to feel better in your body. Or just go to thebodyimagecoach.com and you can get hooked up with any of the links that I mentioned here. This episode is going to be super helpful for you if you have people in your life that still talk about dieting or their bodies, or you struggle to just exist in this culture where everywhere you look, you're being told that you should be in a smaller body. Enjoy. When I asked you, my listeners, if there were any questions that you had for me or any topics you wanted me to cover, one of the questions that I got was around how to cope with and form boundaries with family or friends that you love dearly, but are triggering you due to their own issues. Everything from simply dieting full on to having, you know, really obsessive relationships with food. And I think that there's so much to say around this. So I'm going to break it down into different parts. I'm going to talk about boundaries in general and the importance of boundaries and the different kinds of boundaries, some things that you can do to set boundaries with people in your life to protect your mental health. And I'm also going to talk about what to do when you feel triggered, because we live in diet culture, and 
it's impossible to escape unless you can go to a little island somewhere where it doesn't exist. And so I think part of it is also about learning how to exist in this culture and learning how to work through our thoughts and feelings that come up. So I'm going to talk about that as well. Let's talk about boundaries first. Whenever I'm working with people, I always talk about how their mental health is really their number one focus right now. You know, when we're trying to heal our relationship with our bodies and with food, we're really prioritizing our mental health. And so we want to think about all the different things that we can do to support our mental health. And boundaries are a big one. And boundaries are simply about recognizing your needs, knowing that they're important, and knowing that there's two kinds of boundaries. So there's boundaries that you set within yourself, which I'll talk about as well as it relates to this. And then there's boundaries that you set with other people in your life. So people that you have relationships with. And so often we put everyone else's comfort above our own. And the only thing that this does is assert that other people are more important than us and that we are not worthy of taking care of our mental health, that we are not, we're not good enough. Yes, other people's needs are important too. I'm not saying that their needs aren't important, but your needs are important too. And, you know, so often I see people compromising their mental health in order to avoid conflict, in order to please others. And, you know, every time we do that, we are essentially chipping away at our self-worth because we're we're saying, well, my needs don't matter. My feelings don't matter. This other person's feelings matter more than my own. And so boundaries are actually a really great way to bolster our self-worth and to make us see that we matter and our needs are important and uh, trusting that we deserve to advocate for ourselves. So I want you to think about boundaries as a contribution to your self-worth. The boundaries that you set, they don't mean anything about who you are as a person, meaning setting boundaries doesn't make you a mean person. You know, I think that that's really something that we've learned from our culture, you know, that the person who sets boundaries that has hard lines is like, quote unquote, a bitch or is, you know, must have an attitude problem. <laughs> and, uh, you know, again, that's just coming back to us measuring ourselves up against this, this idea of the female ideal, which is something that we can never strive to because nothing we ever do is good enough, right? Like, if we set boundaries, then we're a bitch. And if we don't, we're too nice. And like, we can never win. So it's best not to try to measure yourself up against that and instead think, all right, you know, are my needs important? Yes, they are. All right, I'm going to assert them and start to and start to act upon that. So boundaries, as I always say to people, are an essential form of self-care. They are one of the forms of self-care that may make you feel uncomfortable. You know, when I talk about self-care, I think the most important self-care that we can do is often the one that makes us feel a little bit uncomfortable. You know, self-care isn't just like going for a massage or having a bath. I think I think those things are are great, but the ones that really help us to show ourselves that we matter are generally the ones that make us feel a little bit uncomfortable. And boundaries are one of them, but they are essential to healing. And so I, I hope that that encourages, encourages you to think about places in your life where you could set boundaries with other people. And so the first step is really identifying your needs. So just knowing like, what do I need 
in order to protect my mental health. And so maybe that's I need to spend less time with certain individuals. I need to ask these people in my life to stop talking about their diets. Uh, you can figure out what you need. I think that's that get clear on what you need. That's the first step there. And the boundary that you set is then going to be dependent on that person. So for example, the one you set with family may be different than the one you can do with work colleagues, because not everyone is entitled to knowing your story and your truth. So let's talk about actually setting a boundary with someone who you are close to. Ideally, if the person in your life is entitled to knowing your story and truth, the best course of action is to tell those people, actually, instead of saying tell, I'm going to say ask those people not to talk about dieting or their bodies around you anymore. And there's two ways to do that. You can write them a letter or an email because letters are kind of old school, but also really cool. When's the last time you got a handwritten letter? It's kind of awesome. <laughs> or you can have a, a chat with them about it. So a little script that I have is this, just saying something really simple, like, I know you love me for who I am. And I'd really love your support on something. It would mean the world to me if we didn't talk about weight or food or dieting anymore. I know I used to talk about this stuff all the time, but I realize now that it only ever made me feel worse. So I'm wondering if you'd be willing to support me on that. Is that cool with you? And so you can wordsmith that in any way that works for you. But essentially, you want to communicate that you are on a different path right now, that this is about supporting you. This isn't about their behavior being wrong. I think that that's where we run into trouble with boundaries sometimes, especially when it comes to diet talk. You know, the other person doesn't understand that we're not criticizing them for dieting. We're not saying that what they're doing is wrong, even though, you know, we'd love it if they weren't doing that. What we're, what we're saying is that I know I just need your support on something and I know you're a friend and I know you care about me. And so here's the stuff that I would appreciate you doing. And it is not talking about your diet or food or my diet or food or my body anymore. You know, there's so many other things that we can talk about together. Can I get your support on that? So that's, 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 it can be that simple. And I've had clients who have sent an email to people before they've gone home for the holidays or before they've, you know, gone to see their family. And sometimes the responses have been really great and really supportive. And sometimes they've been radio silence. So don't, don't get tied up in what the outcome is going to be. The best thing that you can do is try and, and set that boundary. And by setting that boundary, you're doing it for yourself. Uh, and we'll talk about what, what happens if they don't, if, if they, you know, know that you're trying to set a boundary, but they cross over that line. So again, you know, if you, if they are dieting, you want to make sure that this is about you, not them. This is about you asking them to support you not you putting them down for engaging in it. And it's, you know, it's kind of like, I don't want to par parallel this to somebody who's an alcoholic, because obviously, it's a very, very different thing. But, you know, it's kind of like someone who is an alcoholic who would ask their friends, you know, not to talk about binge drinking around them or something like that. Like it's, you know, it's, it's really just asking for your support around something that's going to be helpful to your mental well-being. And I think that most people will be understanding if they truly care about you. Enforcing the boundary is going to be the next step. And this is where you have to remember, you are not responsible for the other person's comfort. You are responsible for advocating 
for your needs. And so enforcing the boundary is really about saying like, oh, hey, like we agreed not to talk about that, remember? Because diet talk and body talk is so normalized in our culture. And for most people, it's just the language they speak. So for someone to make that change, it does require conscious effort. And so it requires effort on your part to just remind them. And I think that if they are intentionally overstepping that line, then that is where you need to take another step and take it one step further to really protect yourself. So let's talk about that. If they are putting you down, or if it's a really bad situation. So for example, if they are saying, you know, really judging you about your body or judging you about your food, be more direct and tell them that they're making you feel really ashamed and they're hurting you and your relationship with them. You got to put on your big adult grown ass person panties here and, uh, (laughs) oh, word panties, uh, and, and assert yourself, you know, you, you deserve to be treated with the utmost respect from others. And sometimes that means, really asking for what you need, sharing your feelings. And if you have to, it might mean spending less time with them or potentially cutting someone out of your life if they are really not understanding or they're making you feel bad every time you are with them. Uh, You know, again, you are not responsible for changing them. You're not responsible for their comfort, but you are responsible for your mental well-being. And that can be a really hard situation to be in. But you have to do what is right for you in the long term. And uh, and so that's obviously kind of like the worst case scenario of what you would need to do there. Now, let's say that you are working in an environment where there is a lot of diet talk. You may not be in a position where you can say, hey, everyone, can we not talk about dieting? Maybe you are. Maybe you can say that to them. Cool if you can. Uh, A lot of times people can't or they just feel really uncomfortable doing that, which I understand. So in that case, I think you need to have plan B set of boundaries. And this is where you need to set boundaries with yourself. This is where you can commit to spending less time with those individuals, leaving the room when they talk about when they talk about that stuff, putting your headphones in. And you can also really try to change the subject matter, have a whole list of topics that you want to refer to. Instead, when they start talking about something, you can be like, Oh, did you see the royal wedding on the weekend, you know, or whatever it is that is the hot topic of the day, uh, you can just bring it up and, uh, and, and try to try to change the subject matter. And then the, the next part of this is I'm going to talk about what to do if you're triggered, because you can't always do that. Sometimes you're just going to be around people who are talking about it. And you just have to you know, do your best and we can use it as a growth opportunity. So I'm going to talk about that too. So those are those are really the the key points to setting a boundary. And if setting boundaries feels scary and hard, so if having that conversation with someone feels scary and hard, I encourage you to even just write out what you might say to yourself, uh, just to get more comfortable with that. Or like I said, send them an email, that can be an easier way to do it. And if that still feels really scary and hard, just start by practicing little ways of setting boundaries in your life. So there are constantly opportunities for us to set boundaries. So for example, saying no to things that we don't want to do is an excellent place to start. Um, We can set boundaries with ourselves. So you know, a lot of times I hear from people who are unable to give themselves permission to relax, because they always need to be productive and busy. 
you can set a boundary with yourself of no, like at this time, I relax, or I give myself this much time to relax every day. This is my recharge time. You gotta set boundaries with yourself too. And that's a good place to start. And then start and then setting them with other people. So again, like saying no to people when you don't want to do something, asking for help, um, saying, hey, you told me you were going to do this and you didn't do it. So that can just slowly start to make you feel more assertive and know that when you do enforce a boundary, while it may be uncomfortable, it's also really uncomfortable to exist in a place where your needs are last. And the more comfortable that you get with setting boundaries, the easier it becomes and the more that you realize how much you benefit from having boundaries in your life. And I and something I always ask people too is to think about people in their life who they really respect or a role model. And often you'll find that role models that you have or people that you have in your life who you really look to as leaders and that you respect are really good at setting boundaries. I know for me, they're There's a few of my colleagues that are really, really good at setting boundaries, and I'm always so inspired by them. And I'm like, okay, if they do that, and I really respect them for it, I don't think that they're mean or that they're, you know, there's something wrong with them for doing that, then, you know, that's, that's, that is inspiring. And I think that it's very empowering to see that. And so when you can start being that person yourself, it is very empowering. And, uh, and so I'm all for boundaries, play around with boundaries, that's your challenge coming out of this podcast. Uh, and I'm just going to throw in this quote from Brene Brown here, because I think it's really relevant. When we fail to set boundaries and hold people accountable, we feel used and mistreated. This is why we sometimes attack who they are, which is far more hurtful than addressing a behavior or a choice. This episode of Fearless Rebel Radio is brought to you by Tomboy X Underwear. I love my Tomboy X Underwear. The bralettes are amazing and so, so comfortable. My boobs are very happy. I love that Tomboy X makes kick-ass gender-neutral underwear for all people and all bodies, all sizes, and all skin tones. Tomboy X makes neutral underwear for people whose opinions are anything but. Put on a first layer that supports who you are so you can take on the world. They just released Tomboy X Neutrals, nude underwear done the Tomboy X way. And if you're not wearing them, you're missing out. Tomboy X Neutrals are nude shades that won't show through clothes. They come in a diverse spectrum of shades and cuts, including bralettes, bikinis, boy shorts, and boxer briefs, all in sizes extra small through to 4X. Tomboy X Neutrals are made of luxurious micromodal fabric that's eco-friendly and light air. Silky soft waistbands won't dig in and body hugging fits won't ride up. When you buy Tomboy X Neutrals, you're aligned with a brand that shares your values and gets products that fit your identity. Discover your inner tomboy at tomboyx.com slash fearless neutral. And when you order your neutrals, enter fearless neutral one word to get an extra 15% off. Again, get an extra 15% off when you enter fearless neutral at tomboyx.com slash fearless neutral. Let's talk about what to do if you feel triggered. Or what I mean by that is you feel tempted to diet or you feel like your sense of self-worth or your body image has been shaken 
based on an interaction with somebody or because of some something that you've seen or heard. So, you know, existing in diet culture can be really hard. And for certain individuals, based on the experiences that you've had in the past or the present, it can be even harder. So I don't want to say, all right, you can just like, you know, put your earmuffs on and go through life and never feel like you're going to be tempted to diet again, or like feel like your body is a problem. You know, you're, you're getting hit with inputs all over the place that are trying to tell you that your body is a problem. And so it can be difficult. But I think that we can use those experiences to become more resilient, and we can use them as opportunities for growth and learning. So the number one thing that I want to give to you is to be curious with your reaction. So if you see something or someone says something and you think to yourself like, oh, there must be a problem with my body or, oh, like I should really try that diet. Just be curious, like, huh, that's really interesting that that's what I thought or that's how I felt. And you can use that as an opportunity to support your healing. So a couple of questions you can ask yourself are, how did that comment make me feel? You know, what did it cause my inner critic to start doing or saying? And how do I want to respond to that? What do I need to remind myself of in that situation? So it's a little bit about talking yourself through it. Actually, it's entirely about talking yourself through it. So, you know, so much of this is about hearing our diet brain or hearing our inner critic and then resisting, resisting its, its leadership, if we want to call it that. I was at a loss for words there. So resisting its direction, I guess, is a better is a better way to frame it. But leadership is kind of funny too. And really just understanding like, huh, that's how I feel. Or when someone said that to me, like it made me doubt myself again. And it can uncover places in you that need a little bit more attention or a little bit of healing. I think anytime that we feel uncomfortable or we feel triggered, it's just like a little red flag going up inside of us saying, hey, there's a part of you that needs some attention here. There's a part of you that needs to know that everything's going to be okay, that you're on the right path, or there's a part of you that's feeling not good enough. So instead of thinking like, oh, what's wrong with me? Or, oh, I need to engage in dieting to make this go away. You know, be really curious with it and see it as a little flag popping up and saying, hey, there's a part of you here that needs that needs some attention and healing. Other thing you can do in situations like that is to identify what you appreciate about your path. Are you glad that you're not obsessing over this stuff anymore? Are you happy that you see how oppressive this is? Are you glad that you realize that you're not a failure and that diets were really the failure? You know, what can you appreciate about your path? I think a lot of times we can feel like we're the we're the black sheep in this environment. You know, if all your friends or people around you are dieting, you're, you're the black sheep. So instead of being the black sheep, I, I want you to see yourself as the rebel. Like you are resisting all of these messages. And that is really courageous and takes a lot of work and takes a lot of stamina. And so I just want you to know that I appreciate you for that. But I think if you can find in yourself like, okay, what can I appreciate about this path that I'm on? What can I appreciate about myself for being on this path? You know, can you appreciate that you're really courageous for doing what's different than everyone else? Can you appreciate that, you know, it's been a messy process and maybe hasn't been the easiest, but that it's leading to a lot more freedom than what how you were existing before? And identify those things. I think that that's super, super important. 
Another thing to do here is to reach out for support. So you can have the best body image in the world, but that doesn't protect you from feeling like an emotional shit sack if someone is criticizing you. So if you are hurting, if you have, if you are on shaky ground, like if you're thinking, I need to go back to dieting or like there's something really wrong with me here, reach out for support. Leaving that ugly mess inside of you only creates more anger and more shame, which furthers self-loathing, and it really needs to be let out. And so having a support network, whether it's someone that you call, or a therapist, or, you know, a coach, or a Facebook group, maybe that you're a part of where you feel like you can talk about this stuff. It's so important to let this stuff out and give it room to breathe. And the last thing I want to mention here is I love using the Amy Poehler quote, good for her, not for me. So remember, this is not about you. Whatever they are saying or engaging in is not about you. It's about them and only them. And something that I've that I really try and instill in clients is the belief that you have different values than other people. And that's totally okay. When I was in the dieting frame of mind, I valued appearance over anything else. I valued, you know, trying to please other people. I valued quote unquote health. And none of that, I mean, all of that was really driven by my inner critics. So I came to see how unhelpful that was, that those weren't my true values. But at the time, those were the things that I thought I valued. And so you have different values than other people. And that doesn't make you a bad person or different or weird or wrong. In fact, I think it's a good thing to be weird. But it just means that you value different stuff. And so if you can kind of look at it through that perspective, too, and use that good for her, not for me, like, hey, they're really into that fitness routine. That's cool. Good for them. I just don't value that right now. That's not what I'm about. Like, that's totally fine. And that's a really, really great way to look at it and assert yourself that you are on the right path. And so bringing this all together, I think it's really important to have a little self-care kit or if that's what you want to call it, or like an emergency 911 kit that you can rely on when you feel like you're falling down the rabbit hole or you feel like you've just been hurt, uh, you know, that you, you're really tempted to go back to dieting or any of that stuff. It's important to have some stuff that you can do and, and come to so that you're not just left falling down that rabbit hole or that shame spiral. So some suggestions for that are one, have someone to call for support. So like I said, whether it's a friend or someone that you can confide in just to express how you're feeling, you can journal your thoughts and with your journaling, be compassionate with yourself. So don't be mad at yourself for your reaction. Really be compassionate. Hey, this is really hard. I'm struggling right now, but I know I'm going to be okay, or I trust that this will pass. You know, get the, those emotions off, feel those feelings. Another thing that's good to have is to have a podcast or a passage from a book or, you know, some memes or whatever you want for inspiration to really remind you like, no, 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 like this is this, it, I am on a path where I am going to feel better about myself and know that I am worthy and that I am good enough just as I am. You know, listen to other people's stories to give you hope that all of this stuff is possible. And so if you can have that just to kind of like shake your beliefs back up, then that is really positive too. And I always suggest having a list of reasons why 
it's important for you to be doing the work that you're doing here. So if it's, you know, working on your body image or working on healing your relationship with food, like why is that important to you? I think if we can have a list of reasons that we can come back to and remind ourselves of why we're doing what we're doing, that can help keep us on that path as well. It's really important to learn how to set boundaries and how to exist in this culture because we don't want to hide. We don't want to cut off relationships. Um, We're going to be in situations where people are talking about this stuff. And so, you know, we need to learn how to put boundaries into place and we need to learn how to walk ourselves through our reaction in different situations so that we can become more resilient to really thrive and live a fulfilling life despite existing in a culture that is so obsessed with dieting. Uh, You know, Linda Bacon in her book, Health at Every Size, has a couple of letters that you can use with health professionals to set boundaries with, which I know we didn't talk about today. But uh, the podcast episode with Sarah Thompson and Dion Nelson... That would be episode 113. I'll I'll link to that in the show notes. They also talk about it uh, in that episode, how to deal with uh, medical professionals and how to set boundaries with them, uh, which is super, super important too. And so, yeah, and then in Linda Bacon's book and in the resources on her website, she has how to do that with, with different people in your life as well. So definitely check that out if you need further assistance in that realm. And yeah, let me know what you think. You can send me a direct message via Instagram or Facebook or reply to one of the emails that I send out. And I'd love to know your thoughts. And if you have a question that you want me to answer for the podcast, send it my way as well. Thank you so much for listening today. You are awesome. Rock on. I'm Summer Inanin, and I want to thank you for listening today. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Summer Inanin. If you haven't yet, Go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. I would be so grateful. Until next time, rock on. Rock on.